This is Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg on WHMP. And welcome to Talk the Talk. I am Buzz Eisenberg. And I'm Bill Newman. And I am thrilled. I am absolutely thrilled. We have in studio, um, well, first of all, we have healers in the studio, primary care physicians. We have Dr. Kate Atkinson, who's the owner of Atkinson Family Practice with offices in Northampton and Amherst. And joining her, literally, is Dr. Shane Taylor, who's come up from Tennessee, a Tennessee physician who's um, offering, uh, in a uh, teamed-up basis, uh, something called concierge medicine. For those who haven't uh, heard of it, I just want to... Well, I guess first I'll start with you, Dr. Kate Atkinson. Um, what is concierge medicine, and well, why are you engaging in it? So I think most people know that our practice provides pretty full-service care. We see people same day when they're sick. But for some people, that's still not enough. They need more time with the doctor. And so concierge is a practice that's been going on nationwide for a few years where people actually pay a service to have even more one-on-one time with their doctor and a few more perks added in. Um, and when I met Dr. Taylor, it really felt like this would be a good fit to add something extra to our practice. We're not changing Atkinson family practice. We're staying the same. But Dr. Taylor is offering a special concierge where if you want to see her, there is an annual fee. And as a result of that, there's a bunch of extra perks and you get more of her time. Why do we get more time? Well, the truth is I see 25 to 30 patients a day. I mean, that's just the reality in an insurance-based world. I just want to stop you there. Yeah. How many hours a day do you work to well, see 25 or 30 patients? It's a patients lot. I mean, that's usually an you know, eight- or nine-hour day. Um, they're 15-minute office visits. Luckily, I know my patients really well. I think I provide good care, but not as good as if I could spend an hour with each person. So let's face it. Um, if Dr. Taylor is only seeing five or six patients a day, we wouldn't be able to pay the bills, and that's why we need the additional fee. I mean, it's really just the matter of cranking the numbers. And... I know that somewhere lurking in the shadows here is, as always, insurance companies. Mm -hmm. What role does insurance play in uh, how much time you can spend, how much effective medical uh, care and attention you can give to your patients? Well, I I think you know I'm opinionated. The United States healthcare system is evil. It's horrible. Patients uh, get the dregs. And I've been fighting against that at Atkinson Family Practice for 15 years, trying to make sure that even though we take insurances, we provide good care. But at some point, it just, the numbers just don't work out, trying to make it work with as little as they're paying for us and how high our expenses are. Um, ever since the pandemic, our expenses have increased by 30 to 50%. So we're hoping the fees with, pan, with um, concierge may help offset that to some degree so that we don't have to cut back on our patients. This is Dan. Is the issue reimbursement rates? Have the insurance companies been reducing that? What's the the issue with that? Yes, the insurance companies are actually paying less than they did 10 years ago. But even if they paid the same, my expenses have increased. If you go to a restaurant and they have to pay more for their staff, they increase their costs. I cannot set my rates. In America, if you take insurances, you get what they pay you, period. I'm sure their profits have suffered enormously. (laughs) I want to turn uh, our attention to Dr. Shane Taylor. Welcome to Massachusetts, doctor. Thank you so much. It feels really good to be here. Well, what brought you here from Tennessee? Um, We had been living in Nashville for about 10 years, and I think we were just, you know, ready for a change personally and professionally for our family. We have two young kids, and um, we wanted to be closer to family and in New England. I remember seeing an article in the Daily Hampshire Gazette that said that you have been practicing concierge medicine, that you've been 
no, no, yeah. So I've been practicing primary care like Dr. Kate in the traditional, you know, model where I'd be seeing, you know, 15, 20 patients a day and um, trying to get, um, get it all done and still have the strength and energy to come home to my young family. So, um, it's really hard to crank out those numbers um, and just interact with so many people who have needs per day. Um, it's hard as, as a physician, as a mom, to then go home and do it again with your family. So um, the concierge model really allows me to have um, a smaller number of patients. Um, that's the beauty of it, is that I can have a smaller number of patients. I can provide the patients with better longer visits. And then when I come home, I might still have some leftover to give to my family. Bill, we, we know that it's really hard to find primary care practitioners, people who uh, uh, become physicians and want to go into primary care. Because in some cases, uh, I have read that literally nurses in the hospital sometimes bring home more money than full-time uh, family doctors, including uh, Dr. Kate here. Um, it's troubling. Bill. Well, I'd like to know more about primary care because my understanding is, uh, Dr. Atkinson, that primary care rates are the lowest rates that are reimbursed by insurance companies. Whereas for specialists, and I put, I'll put that in air quotes, I don't mean to make them some highfalutin kind of category compared to primary care, but compared to primary care, those specialized services have much higher reimbursement rates. So there is an economic incentive for doctors to not go into primary care, which is where most of us get most of our services, medical services, most of the time. I'd appreciate your perspective on so, that. So definitely there's an economic advantage to being a specialist. It's why it's so hard for us to recruit doctors to go into primary care. The truth is we actually get paid the same amount for office visits. What's different is that our overhead and our the paperwork we have to do in primary care is enormous. In the past few months, there's been a shortage of Adderall. So I've been spending hours every day helping to call around to different pharmacies for each patient to find who has medicine for a child. And then there was blood pressure med medicine that there was a shortage on. And then if they go to urgent care and they uh, need to follow up with me, or if they go to the school and the school nurse needs us to write a different kind of form, um, if the specialist ordered an MRI and we have to get the approval from the insurance company for the patient to get the MRI that a specialist ordered. I mean, um, years ago, I hired a nurse who'd been working in a surgical office, and she said, oh, I'm used to paperwork. And after a week, she said no, and she quit. She <laughs> said, I had no idea how bad the paperwork was in primary care. Mm -hmm. So I either need to do that in addition to seeing 28 patients a day, or I have to pay people to do that. And after I have to pay people, and I'm getting the same amount as a surgeon, I'm bringing home 30 to 60% less because of my overhead. Uh, this is Dan. Is that coming from the insurance company, the government? I mean, what's creating all of that A lot of it paperwork? is insurance company. Also, our government, the state government, Massachusetts, is terrible. Um, in, in what sense? Because we have some politicians on <laughs> I these know. radio I shows. Will, I will be happy to talk to them. Oh, please. They know who I am, and I talk to them all the time, and I swear I feel like they roll their eyes. They do not understand how bad it is. I think their point is that I don't know how hard it is for them to affect change on their part, in, in all fairness. But the truth is that every time there's a good idea in Massachusetts, we're a very liberal state, let's pass a law and have somebody do another form. Because the idea that if you do another form, that'll somehow improve patient care is ludicrous. And yet it's the, the system that we're stuck in. 
But it adds to your cost. I mean, that's what you, that's what I'm understanding here significantly. Cost. It definitely does. Bill. What I would like to understand a bit more about is what I would receive as a patient in this concierge practice. Do I have better access? Mm -hmm. Do I get to talk to a doctor as opposed to immediately going off to either the uh, ER or to urgent care? What is it that I receive for this fee that I will pay? Yeah, um, that's a great question. And that is um, hopefully our goal is we really are going to try to avoid sending people to the hospital unless it is truly, truly necessary. We are going to have extended um, hours where patients can call or text um, our staff directly and have an actual human on the other line respond to their text, which is just really a joy in this uh, day and age where you call and you get a recording and you have to push this and you have to push that and to get to actually to talk to a person. We're really hoping to um, avoid that. The patients call and somebody picks up. Um, our hope is that we can do um, same day office visits um, for sick people so that they're never really having to wait more than 24 hours to get in to be seen by their by their doctor, an MD doctor. Um, we are... Um, also offering 90-minute um, physicals so that we can really like get into all of the nitty-gritty about what you want to achieve this year, how you want to stay healthy, how we can keep you healthy, what your goals are, um, offer a little bit more lifestyle coaching. So, um, you know, when you're seeing 20 or 30 patients a day and you want to advise somebody about, you know, exercising or meditation or nutrition, you just simply do not have the time in a 15 to 20 minute encounter to explain those things that are really important to somebody's health. And so to have 60 or 90 minute visits kind of allows you to. And then um, the patients get to benefit from a lot of the additional services that are offered at AFP. So we have health coaches, we have a chiropractor, we have massage therapists. Um, and those are services that are available to every patient at AFP. Um, but there are some perks that are thrown into that membership fee that you can access those, um, those services too. I think that's a really good segue into my question for Dr. Kate uh, Atkinson. Uh, by uh, bringing in, if you will, or by Dr. Shane Taylor joining you um, and creating this concierge practice within your practice, I think a lot of people are concerned that maybe people who don't have the money to pay for a concierge practice who are relying on their health insurance or sometimes even mass health, that they'll be shortchanged because there's just not enough medical attention that you could provide. Um, to accommodate everybody, both those with assets and those with, uh, without. So what's the response to those people? Well, I'm, I'm really hearing this, and I'm seeing a lot of personal attacks about the fact we're bringing in concierge and making it seem like a la-di-da uh, system where we're only taking care of the rich people. But I've been taking care of patients on mass health for over 20 years, and literally I lose money every time I see a patient with mass health. And I plan to continue seeing them. We are not getting rid of any patients we have in the practice. We're going to continue to provide them excellent care. The concierge is just an extra thing. And yes, there is a fee, but it's just the reality. Um, if you go to the store and you want the fancy or whatever, we pay more. Um, I hate our system. I don't want to argue in favor of our insurance system. It's a terrible one. But I'm not in a position to fix it. I'm trying hard to fix it. As I said, I'm meeting with legislators. I'm on the trustees of the Massachusetts Medical Society. I'm in meetings every week until nine o'clock at night trying to fix things. But at some point, I've got to take care of myself and our practice and keep ourselves afloat. Uh, before we take a break, what's the name of the new practice? Atkinson Concierge Medicine. Let's say we just add that concierge part of it. Yeah. 
That's really great. We're going to be coming right back. We're going to be continuing our conversation with Dr. Shane Taylor and Dr. Kate Atkinson about concierge medicine, their practice. It's fascinating. We'll be right back. You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg. You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg, WHMP. And we are continuing our conversation about uh, Atkinson Concierge Medicine practice, which is, I think is going to continue to have offices in Northampton and Amherst. Is that right, Dr. Kate? That's correct, yes. And uh, we are speaking to Dr. Kate Atkinson and Dr. Shane Taylor. So, Bill, you were you said there's an elephant in the room. Yeah, I would like to know from uh, you, Dr. Kate Atkinson or Dr. Taylor, how much does it cost per year? If I want to have this access, I want this concierge medicine, what's the cost? Yeah, you have a right to know that. Um, the starting is $3,500 a year for an individual. There are obviously discounts for couples and for whole families. And people still need to have insurance, and they still are charged deductibles and copays. So it is not for people who have a tight pocketbook, unfortunately. And if people want to find what? out... Oh, I'm sorry, Bill. I just wanted to... Uh, could you please tell this, listeners uh, how can they find out more about your rate structure and what the services are? Well, you can go to our website, AtkinsonFamilyPractice.com, and there's a whole section on the concierge medicine. You click on that link. This is Dan. Do you pay that one time or can you pay it over every month? So the first year we need people to prepay because it costs a lot of money to put this whole system into place. But after that, it'll be quarterly. Quarterly. Okay. Okay, Bill. So I think the other elephant in the room is this. I, I understand what you said about s- seeing mass health patients, and I appreciate your devotion to people and patients who have less economic means. But the question that is raised by concierge medicine is, if this is the best practice, isn't everyone entitled to it? Why should this be based on ability to pay? Yes. Yes. We all should be entitled to that. Absolutely. And it's always what I've striven for. As a matter of fact, um, we have opened this to existing Atkinson family pra- practice patients, and most of them have not elected to join concierge because they say, honestly, they already get concierge level of care. Um, I don't have the long visits that Shane has. But the, the truth is that I do believe in this, and I've been practicing what I think is the highest level care I've been able to provide. Um, if we could get single-payer health care or a better health care system where we didn't make corporations richer, I think that could be something we strive for. Um, the truth is that for 10 years, I've not been able to recruit a doctor, and I finally found a doctor who's fabulous, um, but she didn't want to be as burnt out as the rest of us, and I don't blame her. Um, so they're always talking about what's the problem with physician burnout, and they don't look at the big elephant in the room, which is our insurance companies and the amount of ridiculous hoops you have to jump through to provide the kind of care you want to provide to patients really just wears us down. Dr. Shane Taylor, um, on the flip side, what challenges do you see before you in order to implement this? Uh, sure. Um, I think uh, we're going to come up against some staffing issues pretty quickly. Um, I think the demand for this will be able to you know, outweigh my ability to provide care for the people who might be interested in a program like this. Um, as we all know, um, I just moved here to, it's really hard to find primary care in the Valley. I mean, I couldn't get, I can't get a pediatrician for my own kids. Um, it was really hard for us to find doctors. And so there just really aren't that many doctors in the area. And so, um, and the 
the beauty of this model is that we're limiting it to a small number of patients, right? Because it doesn't work if I have 2,000 patients. Like it only works if you have a short number, a short panel of like, you know, maybe 300, maybe 350 patients. And so I think it'll probably, um, our ability to exceed, uh, to, uh, provide that care is going to get um, tight pretty quickly. And then also, I think just staffing for it. I mean, um, if you ask any single doctor's office um, since the pandemic, we've had a really hard time staffing, um, getting um, getting nurses, getting front desk staff, all of that. So I think recruiting and retaining people and finding maybe some other docs that would be willing to join this model, I think is going to be hopefully in our future. Well, uh, let me ask a, a question which might have a more a lighter answer, yeah. which is uh, as a primary care physician, yeah. you, the world was your oyster. You yeah. could have gone anywhere in the United yeah. States other than the incredible Dr. Kate yeah. Atkinson. What brought you to this region? Yeah, um, I took a road trip with my husband and we said, where are we going to live? And we drove around and we drove around through a few states and um, this felt really good. We had um, some values that were important to us that we wanted to um, have as we joined and fostered a new community, um, and that felt really good in Northampton. And so um, we took a risk, and we left the house that we really liked and our jobs that we loved and took our kids and our pets and came on out. Dr. Kate, you said that Dr. Shane is a, a really skilled physician that you wanted to partner with. Um, how did you know that? What is it about her that, that attracted you to her? Well, if you read her resume, it's pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, she was, she was a faculty um, in a big, huge tertiary care center and came with high recommendations and from, from patients and from, from colleagues. Um, she also is internal medicine boarded and pedi pediatrician boarded. So what she really wants is higher complexity. She really loves an intellectual challenge with a hard diagnosis. Um, so for her to, to have that, you know, concierge bent makes sense. Every morning in our office, we do these things called huddles where everybody gets on and we discuss cases that are difficult. And ever since Shane started a few weeks ago, it's been amazing. She knows so much. She's just a wealth of information. We're all learning from her. And she's excited about it. I still remember when she said, oh, I just love high blood pressure. And the rest of us are like, you love high blood pressure? Um, so, so what I, she... I, I have a nephew who's an emergency room physician who says, I love penetrating wounds. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. Um, so it's just a real gift to have her. I mean, she adds so much to our practice mm -hmm. and to all of us. And um, so it's not just the financial piece. I think she's also adding really high-quality medicine. This is Dan. If this model works out for you financially, uh, where would it go in two years from now or five years from now? What's the vision? Well, my vision is hopefully a year from now to have a second concierge doctor and stop there. And that's just so they can cover each other, they can take vacations, because for now I'm going to be... Uh, Shane's backup until we get another doctor. Um, I don't ever want to replace what we have at Atkinson Family Practice. I've been taking care of some of those patients for 25 years. You know, babies who I was the first person to touch when they were born are coming to me with their babies now. It doesn't get any better than that. Um, but it would be really great if it brings in enough money so that maybe I could de-stress all of the PCPs, you know, decrease the numbers people have to see every day so that all of us are less burnt out. And, and you know, I'm already seeing that this seems possible. And mm -hmm. it's, it's really helping because uh, in medicine, everybody's been depressed. And just knowing that there's some options and hope is really important. Mm -hmm. Bill. I'd like to know one of the primary 
goals and one of the primary uh, attractions of this concierge practice is that if I feel I'm in a situation, I don't know what to do, I don't know if I'm supposed to go to the ER, I don't know if I'm supposed to go to urgent care, I don't know if I can stay home, then instead of calling a practice and uh, speaking with whoever happens to be on call, I can reach my doctor. Is that a major part of this concierge practice? Yes, but she is one person with little kids at home, so she's not a 24-7 doctor. I keep telling people concierge, they say, oh, the 24-7 doctor, no, that is not our model. Our model is between 8 a.m. and 9 p.m., you can text her and say, I'm trying to figure out what to do. If it's an emergency in the middle of the night, please go to the ER, because if she's up every night, we're going to lose her, and she's just too good, and I need that great brain working. Um, so really, that's not the, the strength of concierge, is to prevent that. Preventive care works, and I can tell you this, in 25 years of practice, all the time I'll run into an ER doctor and he'll tell me we never see your patients in the ER. We're really proud of that. So that should not be happening very often. Most of the time, if it's a true emergency, you know and you go to the emergency room. What we're doing is preventing all those emergencies. We're controlling your disease, giving you the best health care possible, um, using modern medicine and preventive care, which works, and the studies back that up. And yet, the, and yet the economics of it doesn't reimburse that very model that you're developing. And I think that's the key part of it. Exactly. Right? Um, primary care is the only medical care that the more primary care doctors are in a com community, the lower the cost of health care for the whole community. But you're not rewarded for such. We're not so rewarded well. for that. No, we are that's... nickeled and dimed. So um, if you would, for especially do it slowly for those people who might be in their car. How do they contact you? How do they get more information about your practice? You go to the Atkinson Family Practice website. It's atkinsonfamilypractice.com. And at the very top, it says concierge, and there's a little thing you click on. There's an information sheet. You can fill it out. And Adriana Piantadosi, who was on last time, is um, our concierge coordinator, and she will contact you and answer your questions, send you the contract. You can look at it. We have no secrets and see if it looks like it's a fit for you. If so, she meets with you and goes through it step by step. You should know our phones are ringing off the hook. People are very interested in this. So it could take, you know, even a week or two to hear back from her. Um, but she is getting back to everyone. She's very conscientious. So it's AtkinsonFamilyPractice.com. Dr. Shane Taylor, it's so nice to meet you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having welcome, us. Well, welcome to our region. And uh, we're really looking forward to uh, having you as part of our medical community here. Dr. Atkinson, thank you for everything thank that you, you do so much. Yeah. in the past and what you're going to do in the future. We're going to be right back with a very special guest, Gregory Gibson, the father of Galen Gibson, who was murdered at Simons Rock College, uh, is going to be joining us and talking about his new book, Mooney's Manifesto, right after this. <laughs> 